Hey, me. So, question. Answer. When you think of December, what do you think of? Your birthday and my son's birthday and Christmas. Hey, period. You gonna give us gifts? No, y'all been naughty this year. You know what? Whatever. <laughs> yes. Well, you might be wondering uh, why I'm asking about December right now um, and October, but because this December, I'll be thinking of frugality, (laughs) the dollar store, (laughs) and all the presents that y'all probably deserve, but y'all ain't going to get because you know why? Why? Joe asking for his money back, baby January, you have to start paying now. You you got to start shaving in December, girl. Because come January first, yes. Because come January first, we have no more forgiveness. The payments are starting back up, so make sure y'all get ready. And so let's uh, talk about that in our episode today. Let's do it. Okay, podcast listeners, while all of our podcast episodes are meant to be informative, we imagine that you might want to refer back to this one especially, because we were going to share information about the Biden-Harris administration's one-time student loan debt relief. And this info is updated as of September 30th, 2022. Girl, one time? Did you, did did they have to say it like that? Baby. (laughs) I know, right? But yes, it is one time. You heard it here first. One time. Anyway, so in this episode, we're going to discuss today's cost of college, proposed versions of student loan debt relief, and then finally at... 27... 37. We will discuss what you need to know about the one-time student loan debt. Thanks for dubbing that in, Nevin. Let's get started. All right, Ni. So first question. We're starting about we're talking about student loan debt, right? Mm. And today. So how much do you owe? Do you know? I do. That's kind of a personal question. That's like asking somebody how much they weigh. Or how old they are. Don't you think? It's kind of personal. I mean... Listen. I owe a lot. Like, you would be shocked. Yeah. It's a lot better now. Uh-huh. But when I first started my journey, how about I... How about that? Because, you know, people love before and after pictures of, like, when you were fat and now you're skinny. Okay. I don't have any of those pictures yet. Hopefully, one day I will. But I do have a before and after with student loans. Let's hear it. I may not tell you the after, but I can tell you the before. Go ahead. Okay. So, the before was 317 thousand dollars oh my god! isn't that so much money that's wild that's like two houses that's wild right and then obviously i'm married and he has a whole bunch of debt too so like we have negative net worth mm. <laughs> <laughs> but now i've lost at least a hundred thousand pounds so that's good oh my gosh shout it's out great, to you right? like that's called like slavery in a different way like you're just paying forever your whole entire life like how do you get to be zero. Yeah, that is wild. And follow-up question, right? Okay. With all that money Mm -hmm. that you you did owe, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, Do you think it's fair? Uh, Did you know what you're getting yourself into when you kind of signed up? I I hear a lot of folks say like, oh, well, you knew what it was. Did you? Do you (laughs) think it's fair? people say you knew what it was? I had no idea. I mean, Republicans, but not in quite that way. (laughs) 
no idea. And in fact, the day that I graduated from residency, I told my mentor, I was like, if I had a chance to do this again, I wouldn't. Mm, <laughs> yeah, mm, mm. because the debt is just like it weighs on you. It's mm. so big. It's like you can't do anything else. You can't have any hopes and dreams for the future because you're going to be working until you're 105 years old, <laughs> paying off your debt. Honestly. You feel me? How much do you owe? Are you sharing that number? Yeah. I I looked the other day mm-hmm. and I thought I knew it was six figures. <laughs> <laughs> Is but it six figures? You owe six figures? It's six figures. Wait, are PhD supposed to be free? <laughs> Girl, we're gonna get into that next. Okay, good. <laughs> um I owe two hundred and three thousand dollars. Damn, that's that's some rough. <laughs> Isn't it? So rough. That Isn't is it? So rough. Gross. I owe less than that now, thankfully. Well, good for but you. But I've been out longer than you have. <laughs> Girl, it's wild. It's wild. And so how are you supposed to pay that back? Apparently bankruptcy. I don't know. I don't. I honestly don't know because I'm in within education, and they do. Y'all don't That's care about the education with the salaries. As they are and the loans, what they are, make that make sense. Make it make sense, please. Somebody, <laughs> somebody, please make it make sense. And similar to you, I was thinking like, damn, you know what? After after high school, I should have just learned to trade. Correct. Like plumbers are getting paid a hundred dollars just to come to the house. <laughs> just to come, not even to fix it <laughs> yes, yet. Just to come to the house. I wish I would have done things differently. Oh my God. And I just, yeah, yeah. I get that. I was telling my husband, I was like, I'm going to be a stay at home mom. He said, that ship has sailed. <laughs> <laughs> when you signed your first Sally May low paper, Period. accepting that, that $300,000, it was done. Yeah. So you asked, like, you thought PhDs are free. How much do you think a college edu- education should cost? At what college? Oh, so Any it matters. College? So it matters to you. I think it does. Okay, say more. Do more. I think a two-year college versus a four-year college should. I think that should be different. Okay. I think a college that um, is a college in which they provide like opportunities to, let's say, like have exchange programs and have expose you to new things versus a college that is a for-profit college is 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 different. Right, like your opportunities may not be as big. I mm-hmm. think it should cost less for sure. Mm. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I um. Do you think any college should be free? Oh, you're saying in general? Yes, I think yeah. all all college should be free. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were saying in the world in which we live, how much which college should cost how much? <laughs> but in general, I think every opportunity for education should be free. You can pay if you want to, like the public school versus the private, private schools. School, yeah, but, but I think access to college education should be free. Yeah. Yes, and you know I agree with you, and but at the very least affordable. And so uh, I wonder if you know this. So since 1980, the total cost of both four-year public and four-year private college has nearly. Do you? Can you guess? Are you gonna say tripled? Tripled, has nearly (laughs) tripled, even after accounting for inflation, right? So uh, the issue with this is when we talk about college and free and being affordable at the very least, federal support has not kept up. Uh, Pell Grants used to cover about 80% of the cost of a four-year public college degree for students from working families. But guess how much it covers now? Say 50 at least. 
about a third. Oh lord. About Jesus. a third. So it went from eighty percent, around eighty percent. Um, of college tuition was covered by Pell. By Pell, can you imagine hey, that? I was a Pell recipient. Yeah, we're gonna. That, that's gonna. That's gonna come up. We've had some private I'm conversations. Sad. I'm sad. On anyway. that, yes. So you know. Uh, the White House uh, themselves have noted that student loans make it hard for middle class borrowers to accrue wealth, Amen. such as buying homes, uh, putting money away for retirement, and that list goes on. I know that like part of the issue with me buying a home and being approved was they were like, your debt to income ratio, bruh, <laughs> it's off the chain. Same. They were like, it's off the chain. And I had to get a letter saying like, uh, mine is based off of the income, a percentage of my income. So I'm not paying this all back. Please let me purchase this house. I get it. Yeah. Um, I've been there. I am there. And the other issue with that is nearly one third of borrowers have debt but no degree. Um, so, um, and that's according to an analysis by the Department of Ed. And so many of those students actually end up not completing their degree because the cost of attendance was too high. They can't keep up with paying for that. And then 16% of borrowers are currently in default, which includes a third of senior citizens. What's up, mom? <laughs> Don't shade her. I'm just, I mean, if it's true, it's true. Uh, but, uh, and when you go in default, right, that can affect um, the government garnishing your wages and even affect your credit score. And I've found out in adulthood, you can't do like shit without a credit score, a good credit score, <laughs> right? Um, and then 20 years after first enrolling in school, the typical black borrower uh, who started in college in 1995 and 1996, uh, that school year, still owes about 95% of their original debt. That's why you're saying what's up to the senior citizens, right? Like, it's like, that's a lot. You know, something you said, like, really resonated with me, which was, like, uh, what did you say? A third of borrowers don't have a degree, right? right? Yeah. And that is what's particularly salient to me, like, not only in medical school, which that happens to, right? Like, people start medical school, take on all these debts, and don't finish, which is a lot, right? To have medical school level debt and not a medical school level degree. But even before that, just going to a black college mm. and, you know, the financial aid package, they don't have endowments like Harvard and Yale, right? right? And so like being able to support their students all the way through is a challenge mm. for them. So I know a, of a lot of students that had to leave because they couldn't afford it. Mm. And so to take on that debt and then not be able to finish your degree or at least finish your degree at the institution at which you started, that's a problem. Yeah. So that really hits home. And I wonder how many of that one third that you mentioned are black and brown, you know, like Latinx borrowers too. Like I am sure it's probably disproportionately black and brown people. Yeah, it, and it absolutely is and continues to be. And this is at a time where, you know, college was made more accessible to uh, particularly minoritized populations such as black folks and Latinx folks, but also folks who are living with disability mm. um, uh, and folks who struggle with mental health because of resources that have been put on college campus mm. that are sometimes being, those are the times that they have been first connected to care or mental health services in those ways, right? So college has been this place where it's supposed to be granting access mm. in a way, but these student loans are holding us back, honestly. And so you know, what's interesting is 
uh, uh, the White House claims that their proposal, this one-time relief. <laughs> one time. I know. Is, you should say that every time we say one time. This is a, a, a new game. Drink, liquor, <laughs> apple juice, whatever you want to drink. Every time you hear us say one time. Okay? The, the podcast They're drinking game going forward. I mean, honestly. So the White House claims that, you know, the proposal that they put forward that is now the actual plan, that this will advance uh, racial equity. And part of this... Um, is that the administration believes that these actions will help to actually narrow the racial wealth gap. If you don't remember, refer to our past episodes when we talk specifically about um, the racial wealth gap around black people and why this is kind of BS. But uh, particularly why they think this is because black students are more likely to have to borrow for school and are more likely to take out larger loans, right? So black borrowers are twice as likely to have received Pell Grants compared to their white uh, counterparts. Other borrowers of color are also more likely than their peers to receive Pell Grants. So that's kind of the framework or their belief of why, why this plan will help to advance racial equity. So do, do, you, do you believe that? Are you um, drinking that Kool-Aid? I don't totally understand. Can you run it back? Yeah. So essentially, because part of the, um, and we'll get into the details of the student loan um, plan and what all it comprises of, but right by granting uh, a population some relief when it comes to student loans, they say that because people of color, specifically black people, have to take out more loans, Uh that they'd be able to have less of that burden. Mm. Right um, from income, and also because part of this plan um, increases the amount of relief based on the Pell Grants, Black folks and people of color are more likely to have received a Pell Grant. Mm-hmm. Therefore, they'd get a higher percentage of relief. Yeah, let's get to that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Give all the Black people that have ever had Pell Grants some student loan relief. I, I like how you say ever. Ever. Yeah, because uh, it, it's not the. We're going to get into that. We're going to get into that. But also, I just want to like point out that the misnomer of this, right? Because part of it is like uh, they're saying it will advance racial equity, but it's not accounting for the other kind of um, uh, ways that white supremacy affects black people and um, other people of color. So I think like this is nice, but it's not going to stop racist folks from not hiring black people, right? <laughs> it's not going to uh, dismantle capitalism a- as it exists in, in yeah. these ways, you know what I mean? And so uh, I, it, it's nice to say, right, that you're holding up your end of your bargain or what you promised, but also you can still do better. You can you can still do better. And um, actually, you know, part of my issue with this plan is I remember Joe making some promises mm. about, uh, you know, racial equity and other promises specifically for us. Um, okay. And I'm curious, right, uh, if you remember any promises that were made or if this is the student loan plan that you <laughs> kind of thought was going to get presented from the jump. I don't remember any campaign promises. <laughs> <laughs> you you said you're you're not naive enough to do that. I, yeah, I'm like I don't believe anything anyone says while they're on the trail, but I I was hopeful that there would be some meaningful, you know, like student loan debt relief um, because I thought there was going to be enough will and enough like I don't know desire. 
to continue to stay in office and all of that, that it was going to happen. Because everyone across political lines is impacted by debt, you know, and student loan debt specifically. So I don't know. What were the promises? Tell us what he said. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, um, I... I, I had thought there had been some things said a lot. If you look up articles now, some some of the things that uh, they'll say and try to say is that um, uh, some have tried to argue that, uh, you know, Joe said that he would be up to canceling uh, $10,000 and didn't say anything more than that. But um and that he just backed other proposals. Mm. So so that's the idea that some try to say. So some of those earlier proposals, such as in early 2020, the Democratic reps, such as um, uh, Presley and Omar, introduced legislation that would try to cancel up to $30,000 student debt. That'd be more helpful. Not quite enough, but still, <laughs> still more helpful. And then also some uh, uh, progressive lawmakers, such as uh, Schumer and Warren, um, in uh, 2020 of September also said that they were trying to cancel $50,000 worth of debt for every borrower. Mm. Once again, that would be very helpful. Super helpful. Super helpful. Still not quite there for the free. I'm here for the free. Um, and so, you know, uh, folks have said that Biden kind of maintained that he only said ten thousand um, uh, dollars in those ways uh, and th these other proponents that were up to canceling fifty thousand dollars of course uh, that similar rationale for how it affect black folks those kind of proposals were seemed to be more helpful and originally I thought okay let me give Joe some grace because he ain't say it but you know what? You baby? found the tape. But you know what, baby girl? <laughs> Play the tape. We got, we got, we got the receipts. <laughs> we got the receipts. Um, and so I just remembered that he said uh, that he was going to do something more, uh, and he did say something more. And actually, on April 9th, twenty twenty, mm. these were Joe's thoughts, and it and it's Joe from his own Medium account kind of typed this up and um, said it. Okay, so Joe believed that forgiven student debt for low-income and middle-class individuals who have attended public colleges and universities would provide relief that was kind of beyond uh, the Cures Act. Um, he uh, said, you know, that for people, uh, for undergraduate public colleges and universities, as well as private historically black colleges and universities and private underfunded minority serving institutions. Cause I remember him saying something about that. And I said that that year at Morehouse is really killing me. It really is killing me. Right. So he thought some of needed more or less. Cause I, I Morehouse was expensive girl. <laughs> it was expensive and I have no kind of scholarship. Shout out to the black excellence who were there getting them scholarships, but it was not me. Okay. Um, and so, yeah. So basically, his proposal at that time in April, he believed that um, there's uh, $10,000 worth of student debt should be immediately canceled. And that was a minimum uh, per person. Biden he, said these words? He wrote them. <laughs> This is this is this is authored by him, girl. Y'all can find this. We put the this is gonna be on our show notes. Yeah, show notes. 
Those earning less than $25,000 per year will not have to make monthly payments and will accrue no interest. Those earning more than $25,000 per year will pay no more than 5% of discretionary income toward payments. After 20 years, the remainder of federal student loans will be forgiven without any tax burden. Those who participate in public service will be eligible for additional federal loan forgiveness, including $10,000 per year of forgiveness for up to five years. Once again, up to five years. Who goes through this for him? Because he didn't remember. (laughs) Well, they say your president be forgetting. And uh, that's 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 just wild to me. And so there was more kind of that he said and that he had referred to that uh, is not being held up. Mm, that is fascinating. So how can he make it right? Is it too late? Uh, I, I'm still stuck on this one time. Do you, one time. Do you think that this is just, you know, their first dip their toe into the... The lake, I, and it, something else will come. I, <laughs> we'll learn to swim, baby girl. Perhaps, ba- baby, baby girl. Don't hold your breath. Okay, <laughs> we're using these water analogies. Don't hold your breath. I think our only hope, right, is that another Democrat will come through and then come through for us. Okay, <laughs> you know, I will say, um, out of his current plan compared to his original plan, the one thing that I'm glad that he actually followed through with. Uh, was in his current plan, he also has this idea of a 5% cap Mm. because that to me would provide a sustainable um, relief, especially to me right now. It's like 10% for income base um, and 5%. Yeah. (laughs) You'll have some more disposable income. (laughs) I'm hoping. (laughs) Uh, So yeah. So why don't, when we're we're kind of talking about this um, and things, I think it might be kind of good to start to talk about what he kind of outlined in his plan. Okay, let me do it. Okay, so there are three main components for this one-time debt relief plan. (laughs) Okay, and so here it is. So uh, part of the plan is to provide targeted debt relief. Uh, to address financial harms of the pandemic, uh, which is a part of his campaign promise. Um, So the Department of Education will provide up to $20,000 in debt cancellation to Pell Grant recipients um, that are held by the Department of Education and up to to $10,000 in debt cancellation to uh, non-Pell recipients. Here's the catch, and here's where, baby girl, I'm sorry you don't make the cut right. (laughs) The only borrowers who are eligible for this relief are ones who their individual income is less than $125,000, and their uh, income as a couple is uh, uh, $250,000 or less. So, yeah. What about, what about, (laughs) just hypothetically, Uh If you um, like divorce your husband real quick to see if you could qualify, is that possible? Um, you know, <laughs> you know, this uh, this 
debt relief, one-time debt relief, is supposed to last for a little bit. So that might be possible. <laughs> uh, how far, how long does it take uh, divorce papers to go through? I'm not quite sure, girl. See, like I, I mean, clearly, this, I'm very feeling in my feelings about this, but yeah. also, right? Like we talked about this offline, but. If you've ever had a pill, shouldn't that like qualify yeah, you? You grew up gen- you know trying to get out of generational you know, poverty. You're going to be penalized for having to hustle the way you had to hustle. I know. That's a shame. That's a shame. They're not paying resilience out you here. No. <laughs> so the fact that you were able to thrust yourself yeah. out of poverty mm-hmm. and quote unquote make it, and that we're not even saying make it, and we're saying not make it for the extent of the loan. You don't get any loan repayments? Why not, Nevin? I'm sorry, friend. Where did well, these numbers well, come from? Well, you know what? I think a lot of it has to do with backlash they were getting for from Republicans, once I said, for who are like, why does a construction worker have to pay for a surgeon's education? Um, and things like that. Because when a construction worker falls <laughs> off the building, <laughs> I'm just saying. Girl, let them know. Girl, let them know. Uh, Listen, I'm not saying high-paid people should get like special treatment, but I will say... It takes a lot of time to become a medical professional, and it ain't free. For most, right? it ain't free. Some people have generational wealth, and good for them, but the rest of us are swimming in $300,000 of debt plus. And that was when I graduated a very long time ago. Yeah. We're in the fours and fives now. That's terrible. And so, you know, those salaries, we're not CEOs. Yeah. So I just need Joe to give me the Pell money, you know, like yeah. he, like I'm owed. I hear you, baby girl, because even the the stuff that he is doing that I like that five percent uh-huh. uh, uh, cap. That's only on undergraduate loans. <laughs> that's only on undergraduate so loans, people. Tell me about people. this PhD, though, because I thought you were supposed to be sponsored yeah. and somebody's supposed to pay for it. I, I had Why to, do you have $200,000 a day? I had to live. I still had to take out loans How to live to pay rent. To pay rent. Not, not very well. Not very well, to be, to be honest. So, yeah. <laughs> so, you know. Part of this plan continues. He talks about making student loan system more manageable for current and future borrowers. And that 5% was one of those parts. Also fixing uh, the broken public service loan forgiveness program uh, through proposing some rules uh, around for borrowers who have worked at nonprofits and kind of expanding who uh, that is accessible by. He also wanted to protect future students and taxpayers by reducing the cost of college and holding schools accountable when they do hike up prices. So those are the ways in which uh, all these things are kind of supposed to help, you know? Yeah, but like $10,000, $20,000. I'm like struggling between, was it better to just do nothing? Or was it better to do some of the? Because you know, it's like that whole thing with racism. Is it better to like just continue to ignore racism and nobody and people are like well maybe they just didn't know or is it better to like acknowledge yeah you're just a racist and you know that and you still continue to do wrong right like you know better you know better now we all know you know better and yet you still did poorly well i'm gonna be honest as a person who (laughs) is in education uh we out here fine for scrap so please (laughs) please give me my 20 please 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 (laughs) give me my 20 and so for our listeners, here's the part where we're just going to answer some 
maybe some of your frequently asked questions. So uh, the uh, the application. When is it open? Yeah, it's October because you're supposed to apply. You don't just get it, girl. What? Yeah, you they apply. They have our tax IDs and they know how much we make. They're trying to create barriers to not pay this money. Y'all listeners, please make sure you apply. It's supposed to open uh, applications open early October. And the, they didn't give a date. The, no date so was we given. have to keep checking. Keep checking because I be checking and I ain't seen nothing. What's the yet. website even? Yeah, it's like studentaid.gov, girl. <laughs> studentaid.gov. When does it close? The application is supposed to close 12-31-2023. So if you're trying to get a divorce, you better hurry. Make it happen. Make it happen. Listen. listen. Yes. So they're giving us two months, maybe even less, to get this application done? Uh, no, it's the following, right? 2023. Ah, 2023. So you got a year. So got you got a year. So you, you got a year. It can happen. Yeah, yeah, it can. Uh, split the assets, baby boo. What are the requirements? Yes. Like, how do I know if I, well, I don't qualify, apparently. <laughs> yeah. But what about other Pell and non-Pell eligible yeah. borrowers? So, uh, as a reminder, right, you're eligible for student loan debt relief if your annual federal income was below $125,000 as an individual. Um, if you're uh, married um, and uh, filing together, if it's $250,000 or less. And so um, uh, $20,000 in debt relief is available if you have received a Pell Grant in college and meet the income threshold. $10,000 in debt relief is available uh, for folks if they, uh, e- even if they haven't received a Pell Grant, but they're below that income threshold. And is it a check? Like, or does it go straight to the Department of Ed? Do we know these things? We will see. Give me the money. We will see. I'll decide. I want the money so I can pay my little 5%. (laughs) Yeah, don't just apply it to the loan because that's not going to do anything for me. That's why the 5% for me is more helpful. And I just want to clarify that because I had questions and the language that you might see is uh, receive the Pell Grant. What does that mean? Did you have to receive it your whole time? And so the, the, uh, what I found out is that if you've ever, ever received a, a Pell Grant mm-hmm. and meet the income requirements. So if you, y'all was poor for one year... It right, count or it does it, count? it does count, which is kind of sad because you was poor all your life. I was poor all my life, <laughs> all, all your life. Yeah. So, so what their language is? Uh, as long as you received at least one Pell Grant of you any amount, G's. you qualify for the for the twenty thousand dollars total. The twenty thousand dollars total, and that additional ten thousand uh, dollars will be applied to eligible loans such as undergraduate, graduate, or parent loans. Um, yeah, so that's the case. When you said applied to, to me that sounds like the check is going to the Department of Ed, my brother. <laughs> you ain't gonna see that money. Okay? You ain't gonna see it. No. It's gonna go your uh, what is it now? Mohella. Mohella. My mind's Mohella. It's gonna go. Mohella. Mohella. I don't know. Uh, I don't know yet. Ayla. Whatever. Whatever. I don't know how to say their name yet. Um, so uh, questions have come up about parents, uh, especially with the Parent PLUS loan. Parents who have taken out loans, including loans for their own studies or loans for their child, they may qualify for debt relief um, if they meet the income, income eligibility criteria. Um, uh, but uh, right, if a parent also received a Pell Grant for their own studies, then the parent borrower 
is uh, eligible for up to $20,000 for relief in their own loans. Otherwise, uh, the parent borrower might be eligible for $10,000. What they're basically- They can't get 40? No. Yeah. And I think that's some <laughs> that shit. doesn't make any sense. Yeah. They said, they said what your child did is up to your child and your child going to get the money. And some of their children <laughs> haven't finished college. So they're stuck with the debt and their child doesn't have a degree and they don't get the full 20? Mm. Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying, boo-boo. So, oh, I'm not co-signing any sort of loans don't for do my it. child. Don't do it. Don't do it. So uh, people ask, like, which loans are eligible? Uh, I'm Essentially, any loans held by the apartment of Ed. However, recent stuff has kind of come up where they're apparently kind of being uh, shady in some ways and changing some language. So I would just really encourage people to continue to to check language that's there, especially when it gets to the application. Mm. Yeah. So uh, did they say if there's any help for people who don't speak English for these applications? Because that is going to be difficult. I guess we'll know when it opens, but that's another barrier, right? Like if you have a really difficult application or it takes long or anything, they don't really want people to get relief unless it's going to be in other languages. There's going to be support provided for people that are struggling with the application because of language or yeah. literacy or any of those things. Yeah. No, none of that was shared or declared. Yes, we'll see. Time will tell. We'll see. And sorry to all my folks who might have taken out some private loans. They ain't eligible. Oof. Uh, which I think right also really is affecting a, a, a bunch of my friends. Um, and then just uh, what happens after relief, right? So your loan balances remaining after that relief is applied, they may, uh, will be recalculated. Um, your monthly uh, payment is will be based on your new balance. So it could potentially reduce your monthly payment. If they just apply it, it's not going to reduce mine. I'll, I'll tell you that. It might a little. Uh, I'm a ho I hope. By a few dollars. I'm no mathematician. Maybe I two hope. dollars. I hope. Anyway. Yeah, so uh, honestly, listeners, continue to look um, at the language, continue to check the website, um, once again, uh, studentaid.gov for the most up-to-date information, and I'll be checking all of October, honestly, <laughs> honestly, so yeah. And I'll just say for my folks that don't qualify for this, <laughs> keep hope alive. There are other uh, programs that you can look into, especially the med folks and uh, public Health Service Corps. Um, the NIH has loan repayment programs. If you're in, into research, that can help uh, lower your debt. If you're folks that are at nonprofits and public service programs, you can start to look at the public service loan forgiveness. I do know people personally that have um, lowered or eliminated their debt through those programs, uh, but you have to do your own research and your own homework on those programs. Good luck. Yes, good luck indeed. Um, well, listeners. Sorry for this sobering episode. Yeah, but as always, stay, stay bold. bold and hopefully not broke. <laughs>
I don't see it, baby girl. <laughs> no. I and I just That's don't want you to stop. I just don't want you to be disappointed. January first. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just, I just don't want you to be disappointed. <laughs> because you know what? I was real Check this out. Yeah, what? Well, I'm checking this, out. In this season of my life. Yeah. In this season of my life. Yeah. I'm not gonna be just 20 because I had planned on paying a That's my point exactly. Give me slide me your 20s.